Vegas. But yeah, dude, I feel like Wiz, <clears throat> I remember the last album I listened to that was like from front to back, probably my favorite, and it has to still be between Kush and OJ. Oh yeah, that's, that's a classic. Classic. Yeah. But then after that, I would have to say, in terms of classics, why, why, mind you, we're live, so we're still rolling right now, but we always like to have like, you know, discussions of what's up with that, just kind of break the ice. And, yeah, okay. You know, talk we we talk about music all the time, literally all the time. So speaking of that, our guest for season two, episode five. Yeah. Well, should we just Bart or Yeah, Bart's fine. All right. Yeah. Welcome Bart. Thank you. Welcome Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let me get you to scoot up just a little bit into that mic for me. You can scoot that chair up. Perfect, perfect. How about that? It's perfect. It's good, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. What's up guys? Um yeah, like Nindo was saying, season two, episode five. Uh, welcome. I'm your host, Nick Martin. We got Bart Nimbus. Bart runs a rehearsal spot, right? Exactly. Yeah. We are Square Wave Live. Opened in uh, June officially. Signed at least in February, but got off the ground in June. Started taking in some uh, bands on the So What Festival, so that was. Oh, perfect. Cool. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Nice. And um, been steady growing ever since, but you know. Could always use fresh faces. Yeah, right. Yeah. How do we get everybody, everybody Absolutely. down there signed up using the equipment and sounding yeah. great? So I was on your Instagram and noticed I'm like, okay, very new, fairly, and you guys just had the opening party. How was that? It was cool. We uh, we had Zane and the Strange Angels who have a, a room with us. Mm -hmm. uh, they were gracious enough to play um, in the in the lobby area, and we, oh, nice. we brought in some refreshments. Had some. Uh, Non-alcoholic choices had some, uh, you know, different choices for other people of just course, to uh, sure. kind of celebrate the space. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was cool. Uh, they played a great set. I was kind of, I I knew I knew he was a player. I knew he had been around the scene. I knew a lot of the same cats that he's known mm -hmm. over the years, and his wife and I have known a lot of the same cats over the years. But got blown away. Yeah, I mean, he really brought it, <laughs> and he played everything from like. First album, Pink Floyd stuff, all the way to Butthole Surfer stuff, oh, all the way to... Oh, that's cool. You know, just yeah. Dick Dale did some, like, uh, crazy uh, rockabilly stuff in the middle, but... Um, nice. It was cool. It was it was super vibey, and it that was cool. super chill, and yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. It was cool. So how long you... You said you've been open now? Since um, June. Since yeah. June? Okay, yeah. It's weird because we signed a lease in February. Right. We actually started this uh, whole project... Back in April of 21, oh. and it took a minute to get everything rolling and get permits and yeah, yeah I can imagine and you know funding and yeah. all this all this stuff that goes into it. So um, uh, June <laughs> to yeah. answer the question. Right on, right on. <laughs> I just released my I renewed my lease in June, so it's a special month for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang. Yeah, y'all check it out, man. This is uh, rehearsal spots out in East Dallas. Uh, you can get everything from personal. To hourly rehearsals, uh, yeah. band rehearsal rooms. Oh, yeah. And I think you have a podcast room, too? We do. Yeah. We we do. And so I'm kind of learning. I'm taking notes mentally. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at y'all setup, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it's, rude. it's it's real basic, man. I mean, It's all you it's, need, though. It's real basic. Yeah. Um, I've seen that mixer. I know um, 
you know what that is. I've got the uh, the Focusrite um, oh, mm-hmm. interface. So if you bring the laptop, plug in. That's what I thought you were doing. And we're yeah. in a dealer for Sure Mics. So we've got the Sure Podcast mics in there. Oh, nice. And then I've got a uh, off-board um, uh, preamp if you want to do something like that with the tube. If you want to put something a little warmer on the voice. Yeah, yeah. Post, we can do that. That's nice. cool. Yeah. No, they got a cool little setup in there, man. It's with with the little table and the Sure Mics. Man. It, it looks official. I got to check yeah. it out. I would love to go there one day. Yeah. I need to up my light. lighting makes a big difference makes a big big difference yeah Yeah. what what made you want to get into just this project in itself in terms of like the space and getting the space out there because dallas is in my opinion a bubbling scene and there's a lot of creators here yeah so what made you what what sparked that like for you to i got motivated for on a few things i've been playing since i was 14 15, uh, playing, I've probably rented rehearsal spaces uh, all over Dallas. Um, we were at, one of the bands I was at, we were at Bishop Manor with Duncan Black, who's a uh, mentor of mine, who's a, been a great friend, really coached me and helped me along the way. So, you know, shout out to Bishop Manor. And I've also uh, rehearsed at Texas Jam, so i got to say shout out to um, Liz at Texas Jam for always taking my phone calls yeah, and <laughs> yeah shout out yeah, so, you, know, you don't get here on your own yeah um, my wife has been tremendously supportive I, I worked in um, restaurant management for a long time I worked in uh, insurance management for a long time and at some point you don't want to you know answer to anybody else yeah, no, I hear you get it's true I think we all feel that way right yep. <laughs> right so one of the yeah. last places I was running at they upped the rent by a lot in my opinion and mm-hmm. said, hey, I've been here three years and everybody's paying what's up mm-hmm. and they said and the answer was if you don't like it we got a waiting list of 350 people and you know, do what you want to do and I said oh really all right watch this yeah so I got inspired to go and uh put a business plan together, put a model together, try to find what makes the most sense. We were living in East Dallas, and there's mm-hmm. nothing over there. And so I started looking around and um, trying to find a spot, uh, working with, you know, realtors. But really, it was it was motivated by a necessity and kind of, can I do it? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If I, if I really quit the insurance job, if I really put the money together. That's a leap of faith. Funding, yeah. You know, and it's, I couldn't have done it without, uh, you know, my wife backing me and saying, stop working that job I'm sick of hearing you bitch about it every day oh my god <laughs> and so she said do anything <laughs> so we did and wow. that's great to have somebody behind you a motivator for and you gotta I, I, you, you gotta yeah you gotta have somebody back you. Yeah. and then it mm-hmm. takes a village right you gotta have a thousand percent um people that are smarter than you and and luckily there's a ton of people that are smarter than me and i just try to pay attention and yeah. you know make that work so, and they yeah. believe in you too yeah, well, you got to come through yeah. <laughs> when the time comes. What right. you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it. Right, but right. Other than that, I mean, wow. yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm, I'm just lucky to have really good people around me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. So speaking about the podcast stream, what what podcast have you have you had anyone come through yet? No, any shows? No. Here's how that started. All right, so, guys, y'all y'all need to hit him up. Come word, through. You yeah. got a podcast? Yeah. Talk to this man. Make sure yes. y'all follow him. Yes. Yeah, we would love that. Um, here's how that. Here's how that came to me. So a buddy of mine who I've known for years and years and years found out he's going to be a father. Mm-hmm. And 
he w- he wanted to have his own show, and it's going to be called "Oh Shit, I'm Going to Be a Dad." That's cool. <laughs> That's actually tight. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. It was yeah. a great idea. I've got a two and a half year old, and I was you know I was oh, wow. saying. Here's the stuff you're not thinking about. Here's what you might be thinking about. I mm. promise you this: there are a ton of men out there that don't know yeah. what's going on until 100. Um, percent You're it's learning in real that's, time. Dude, that, I think that's how we all learn is in the moment. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah. and we had our son in uh, 20. So you know that was middle of the pandemic. Middle of the pandemic. Oh yeah. Was the only one allowed in the hospital. And my wife's having to wear a mask while they're in delivery and all. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So. It was really kind of, we were really kind of isolated in learning those things together, but doing birthing classes online and stuff like that. That's wild. So I know he had a ton of questions. I was like, man, I think I think a lot of people have a lot of questions. Yeah. This out and do this. Um, that didn't really jump off for a few reasons. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Let's still get the gear. <laughs> and I yeah. still got the, uh, you know, the drive to... That's a cool idea, though. I was about to say, I dig that. dude, as many fathers that are out there that right. have no, like, yeah. book or, right. you know, guide, like, you know, when it comes to women, I feel like they have more guides to childbirth and what to do with the child and weaning and the, off the titty and stuff like that. But for men, it's like, we got to find it out in real time. Yeah. And we got to be there for our woman as a support system, yep. combined with the child in terms of helping out when the woman's tired and wants to sleep. Yeah. I, I get it, dude. That's a great idea. Somebody told me along the way is like, remember to get up, you know, because when the kids start screaming, it has to be fed at night. Oh yeah, yeah. She's gonna be the first one to to go, mm-hmm. especially if they're nursing. That not everybody does that, but mm-hmm. um, the guy leans over and goes, "Just get up." <laughs> Dude, it, it's hard. It's <laughs> so hard. Yeah. yeah. I know I slacked on that. I know I did. Yeah. It's it's rough. It's so rough. Yeah. I had to raise a few kids, man. Yeah. I was my mom's oldest. So when she had my little sister, I was 12. Oh. So I had to get out of bed because my little sister's room was right next to my room. And when yep. she would cry, yep. my mom would be asleep. Dad would be asleep. So I'm like, I'm up, you know, holding her, rocking her yeah, to sleep. You know all about it. Yeah, yeah. dude. What? Fe- heating up the, the bottle of milk. And then, you know what I'm saying? Middle of the night. Milk. Yeah, yeah, I got to go to school in the morning, but fuck that. I'd rather make sure she's good, and then on top of that, I ain't got to hear a crying baby. So it's yeah. just like, it's a win-win. The thing that bugged but. me out about all that was like, by the time you get good at something, they change. Oh, yeah. So you get to yeah. Be yeah. Yeah, right? master SWAT. Yeah. Or you your technique. Yes. Now, don't be tickling or nothing. I mean, you are going through it, and then they say, oh, they don't do that anymore. Dude, but I feel like every... You just got fucking good at that. No doubt. What are you talking about? No doubt. We're the bottles up. What? We're figuring out your whole the sanitary system yep. about how you sterilize yes. it and how it's going to work. Um, but... And then they, oh, we don't do that anymore now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, word. Like, fuck a sippy cup. I'm trying to <laughs> I did all of it. All that stuff, you know. Shout outs to the dads out there that hold yeah, it Yeah, yeah, shout out, guys. Absolutely. Wow. That's hard. Wow. Anyway. So you're managing a business and a two-year-old at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, just, I think everybody should do that. You're a G. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. No. At no, all. it's not. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd say I had hair when I started this, but I how, how are you? How are you balancing? <laughs> uh, hey. Is it hard for you to balance that work and life flow? Yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta know when to slam one thing shut. Yeah. Otherwise, it bleeds over, especially with like, um, you know, people coming in on hourlies. And I do a deal where if you get if you get your hourly room, 
I'll give you a little sound check to go in just to make sure that your sounds are on. Okay. That's cool. So you're not wasting time doing that. Exactly. So I I judge my performance based on how long does it take them to come into the room and get sound to start run-throughs. Yeah. Because they're paying by the hour, right? And so you don't want to waste so much time with equipment that doesn't work or sketchy mics or PA then, you know, and I'm not saying that it goes perfectly every time. It doesn't. Yeah. But. I mean, that's just equipment. Right. That's just how it goes. Any of this stuff, all these little mm-hmm. routes of yeah. signal pad. Uh-huh. And, and oh, dude, I, uh, Eric Wilson, I lost this whole show because of a fucking SD card. I ran yeah. out of space? No, it just, as a, when, we, when we went to go plug it in the, the laptop, as a format issue, so it just it wiped the whole card. I've done some yeah. practice recording with an SD, and I jacked, I jacked the first one. Mm-hmm. You live, live and learn, dude. It happens. Yeah. And yeah. You can't pull it back. You, you can't. Know, it's just gone. Yep. Um, I'm speaking with Eric next month. Excited about that. You're going on the show? Yeah. Oh, I went back. I went on in August. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about it. I've, dude, been trying to, I've been trying to put together a playlist that highlights some of the artists in our in our group. But Oh, that's a good our, idea. You know, yeah. at, our, at our space. Ooh. But I also want to, you know, you don't get a big opportunity to really right. come back right. through some of the old punk and some of the, exactly. the things that... No, I had a blast with it, dude. Music, yeah, so. big shout out KPR, um, Kick Push Radio. We we do all the commercials in the show. I know y'all see them. Send in your clips. I'll put it in the commercial. Big shout out, Eric. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome, dude. It's a good show. Uh, I, I was curious just about we were speaking about the studio. Do you have like soundproofing issues from room to room to room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you how do you handle that? Luckily, I don't have just a ton of overlap with. Mm-hmm. The artist. So, uh, in the middle of the day, I'll get um, a couple. A couple times last week, I've got a, a guy that has a thirteen-piece uh, cover band with with horns and steel guitar, and it's a. And they were getting ready for their big Christmas show. So okay. I've been hearing uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and on repeat. Kind of jolly, yeah, consistent. Jolly, jolly Christmas. Oh man! I had to put together a small set to go play it. Thing. So I've had. I've. I've. Uh, I've had a very, Yo, a very, very Christmas for, yeah, so he's That's a big band. Yes, yeah, so like, a 13-piece. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of noon, sound. But luckily, the metal guys don't wake up until later. You know, yeah, yeah. Cool, so they come in later. And I that makes sense. Yeah. Anybody get too weird about it. And when you're in the room and, you, and you're playing, you really just hear what's in the room. It's not until you pause that you hear. That's right. You know, the, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. double kick of a drum down the hall. but. Mm-hmm. And I try to be strategic about. That's what I was gonna ask. Do you kind of space them out? Yeah. 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 So you, you, you know, it's like. Let's put the metal guy in the back. How many rooms do you have? Right now, I got fourteen. Six are available. Um, So we are filling up fast. We've got, um, you know, a lot of, of fish on. Yeah. Do you offer like extended stays or monthly? I go month to month. Okay. Uh, And most people like that. Yeah. Um, That's convenient. If. I'm negotiable on any aspect of it, uh, whether that's the deposit or that's the um, the monthly rent itself. So yeah. um, I could probably be more hardline about this cost this, but I just try to make it work for the artist. I mean, as far as pricing, I was looking at your pricing, and it's as far as like what's going on in Dallas around here, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when, when me and my band were looking for rehearsal spots back in the day, dude, we were paying an arm and a leg for it, and we actually lost some equipment being able not to pay rent. And that that sucked. That was a heavy hit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, so there's two. There's a couple philosophies on that. One is you don't pay rent. I lock your door. I keep your stuff. Yeah. And I had a business partner in the beginning of this. 
and now I don't. But um, he was like, yeah, we'll keep that and we'll use that. And I was like, Mm-mm. come get your shit. Yeah. I don't want it. I, I, I don't want to be. Yeah. It creates a bigger issue that doesn't need to be. I respect well, the yeah. shit out of that. Well, yeah. I don't need. I don't Bad need blood. It. Well, <laughs> Bad blood. And, and the fact is, you know, half the time it's not the kind of stuff I want anyway. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> I get that. Your guitar to. makes you happy and it's your life. Yeah. With you. Dude, yeah. so we. You know, one day we showed up. We showed up to the studio. One day, doors just locked, and I'm like, "No fucking way!" And so I call my homie Chris. I'm like, "Hey, dude, your dad happened to pay the rent?" And he's like, "No," and I'm like, "Well, I already know what happened. And all of our shit's gone." And so for like week, two weeks, we were just trying to get all our shit out of there. I lost the pedals and amp. And the crazy shit about it is, the night before we rehearsed there, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna take my guitar home tonight. I just, I just feel like I, I just gonna take it home." And it was this one actually. Oh, wow. Still got it. But I would have lost it that night. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's wild, dude. And, and I left it there for months, months, months. But that night, I, I took it home. Good. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And, there, and you get attached to your instruments. Oh, yeah. Dude. I've got a Les Paul that has gone in pawn a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I got scared the last time I was in because I didn't think I was getting back. And then it was around Christmas. And my sister uh, got it out of hawk for me. And I was, you know, so under the tree is my guitar. Like, oh, that's awesome. That's, that's sick. Yeah, because you... You get attached. Yeah, man. You're you get like... attached. I remember my MK2 machine. That was the first, uh, literally the first MIDI controller I ever bought right after a car accident. I just knew I wanted a machine. I wanted to get into production. And then I had to sell it at one point in time just because. Like, Shit hurts. I the money. Hurts. From town to town. And I needed all the money I could get before I left from Chicago mm-hmm. to L.A. And I sold that because I was just like, fuck it. I'm not taking this to L.A., you know? Yeah. I can only put so much in a luggage. Dude, so. my guitar collection, what would be? <laughs> oh my god! Crazy. Like I, I've sold Deans, fucking Paul Reed Smiths. Like it, it's it's a shameful the guitars I've gotten gotten rid of, dude. I like those pedals that I wish I still had. Yeah, mm. I used to have the Shredmaster by Marshall. That was uh, that came out with the Governor back in the nineties, and and now I look back at that and I think that that used to be a great sound. But, yeah, right. But equipment kind of changes hands and comes and goes. And, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, if you had every piece you ever had, hmm. you'd need a big room. Oh, dude, I, it, it, yeah. it'd, it'd fill this room up. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. It'd be a museum. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I took a, when I moved out to Phoenix, I took um, two instruments with me, and it wasn't because I was going to go out to play. I always thought shit gets sideways, and I need to be able to buy a uh, plane ticket or bus ticket home. Yeah. That was my insurance. Hey, seriously. <laughs> I know that if I ever get in like a real tight pinch, I got three or four guitars that I can yeah. just like sell and, and it's, yeah. It's collateral, man. Yeah. yeah. So how long have you been playing? Uh, it's about 30 years. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. yeah. Started on guitar. I played bass uh, in a band for quite a while. Uh, they're pulling me off, off the bench to do a reunion show in Oklahoma next month, or March. That got changed, March. Um, so I kind of flip flop between guitar and bass. What's the name of the band? Even Mark. Even Mark. Even Mark. Played bass for them. Uh, played rhythm and lead for Smooth Choppy. Um, and we played everywhere in Dallas. That was big party band. A lot of hype. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Which one do you prefer, bass or guitar? I don't know. It's like, which one's your favorite kid? You yeah, know? right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really, like, I really like the bass lines of some things. That, yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. I'm feeling. And I get it. Sometimes you want to hang in the back. Sometimes you want to be up front. Sometimes you just want to make a big wall of noise. I get that. Yeah. And, you know. You know. I always like the vibration of the bass. And every time I tried to play it, it just felt right. Like 
because it has such a wide range of a sound. And then at the same time, when you have a guitar, it's like it can get really gnarly or it can be very smooth. Mm -hmm. It all depends on what you're playing, what rhythm section you're going in. But like when I touched that bass, I was like, "Ooh, this feels good." Yeah, the vibration feels good. Literally. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, funk your feelings. Uh, it's a funk band in the Balcony Club on Saturday. I don't know if I'm supposed to be. That's a cool name. Yeah, cool funk your feelings. Yeah, funk your feelings. They were yeah. tight. <laughs> they were, like tight, like a you know tight band. Yeah, they were yeah. tight yeah. band, and they had two bass players. One was holding it down on a five string, doing all the uh, pop slap, and they were doing everything from like Curtis Mayfield to uh, P Funk to oh um, shit, anything like. Uh, other things that I'm not going to think Parliament of. Parliament fucking hell I mean, just imagine, yeah, the, yeah oh, that yeah. era, that era. Speaking of eras, what would be your favorite era of music? Because we, we talked about oh, this yeah, a little yeah. bit on the last pod. Yeah. What would be your favorite era of music if you had to choose? Like, anytime? Yeah. Anytime. Like, let's, let's go decades. Um, that's hard. That is a hard question. I, I, probably for an all around. Yeah. Probably the 70s. 70s? All right. My God. My God. Yes. Yes. You got got so much going on. Yeah, right. Yes, bro. Whether it's punk or whether it's the classic rock stuff or even the prog stuff that was coming around or the funk. The funk was serious in 76. So, Mm. yeah, I'd probably, I'm an 80s kid too. I I would probably, I got the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard though. I said the same thing. Uh, The only reason why is because there's some of my favorite musicians that literally popped in the 70s and they were going crazy and then on top of that it was kind of like open season yeah like when i was reading the Jimi hendrix documentary like from front to back from when he got famous to when he met at the beatles to when he was like showing out to when he set his guitar on fire and i was just like god damn mind you like it was kind of strict back then in terms of you know society but at the same time music was so much more alive because it was rebellious mm-hmm. so yeah. nobody gave a fuck they were just doing great pa yeah right to get the tones you had to push all those tubes well that's how distorted guitar came about exactly it was from a broken pa yeah 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 great book about that is called the birth of loud and it talks about how fender came up and gibson came up and how fender was making amps for guys um, and the need for a solid body guitar because the hollow bodies were feeding back as the bands were getting louder. Oh, okay, right on. And how he brought in the P bass to offset the, uh, the stand-up. Yeah. So really cool shit when you're, when you're talking about tech at the time, early 60s, and how that took off and how when you overdrive the amp, you get the distortion yeah. that did, you know, musically. It changed everything. everything. Yeah, it created everything. genres. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, check that cool book out. Uh, <laughs> That's you ever, a cool read too. You ever seen that documentary? It might get loud. Oh, yeah, love uh, that one. <laughs> it's it's so great. It's yeah. uh, Jimmy Page, The Edge from U2, and Jack White. Yeah, it, such influential guitar players, like in their own right. But when they come together in a room, dude, and they start talking, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy Page starts playing, dude, it it's so cool. Like just to watch them fucking like fan out over Jimmy Page for a minute, you know. And Jack White's a mad. Oh, dude, I love love Jack White. I'm a huge Jack White fan. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of all three of those guys. Um, And and you know, you got somebody like Edge who's taking advantage of all that tech and all that, Mm -hmm. um, all those ways to manipulate the signal path. And then you got Jack White, who's like kind of in the middle of both of them. You know, he's borrowing from the old stuff. Right, right. Nails that that 
Railroad yeah. together, runs it over a pickup, starts playing slide guitar That's, on so it. So the, the movie starts out with him like making a... Like, what? A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bro, yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to picture this, and yeah. I'm just like, whoa. He's making like a cigar box guitar, and it's just like, like he said, he's like nailing this thing down, draws the string back over the thing, and he's just playing like a badass little song, and he just made a guitar in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. Pickup. Wow. Yeah, I watch this. Mm. It's great. It's a it's an awesome awesome show to watch. Yeah. I've referenced that all the time. Yeah, it's great. It's cool. What's what's a, another like influential doc you've seen? Docs. Or, um, I read I read more of the. Yeah. How about books? Well, I liked I like Jimi Hendrix. I like the uh, Birth Aloud. Like I said, um, I finished the the one that was a lot of fun was the uh, Running with the Devil, which was written by. Uh, tour manager for Van Halen. Oh, shit. Okay. And they put a gag order on him for like 35 years and wouldn't let him say anything. Oh, no so, way. Really? It was a couple few years ago that ran out and he put the book out. Damn. Is this when the movie came out, The Dirt? No, that's um, that's Motley Crue. Oh, that's my a, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's another great yeah. book. Yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a serious book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Nikki Six. I, I was, they're not my, I'm not going to say that I don't love the band, but they're not who I would go to play all the time but, yeah. but some of these guys backstories it's like you gotta you gotta respect you gotta, some of the shit they went through did you see the Netflix movie that they did yeah. with Motley Crue and it was great that shit I, I watched it, was, it on a plane and awesome. I was really enjoying yeah. it yeah. yeah and it's really true to the Man book snorted it was, it was a line good. of ants yeah, yeah Ozzy's wild dude that well him too yeah. so yeah but, yeah it's a hard it's you know were the 80s more fun I don't know I was 10. <laughs> I remember thrilling. I remember. <laughs> 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 You're talking before my time, so I mean, it's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We had a lot of. Anyway. That's anyway. so cool. Have you had any, like, crazy studio stories happen? Because you know, like, it's a studio, man. Like, yeah. shit happens. Like, Not in my studio. Yeah. Not yet. Um, it's fairly new, too. It is fairly new. Yeah. And we, you know, we have the. We pride ourselves on a very clean, very safe, very. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's not a sober facility, but it's not what you might expect from a rehearsal space. You get that. And I think when yeah. you walk in, you go, this is, and I hear it all the time, because people, this isn't like what mm-hmm. you see. This isn't like the normal. It's like, well, it's new, which helps. It's still shiny. Yeah. Um, but our artists are great. You know? They respect the space. That's they what I was just about to say. They yeah. do respect the space, and they respect each other. Uh, the probably coolest thing about that grand opening was seeing all the artists mingled together mm-hmm. um ray zimmerman who yeah shout out ray yeah yeah um she shows up and the band's playing and you know the metal guys are, are, are there and um it was just cool to see a, I, I think that's my most that's that's when i get really happy about what i'm doing is if i'm in the hallway and there happens to be a couple few artists talking about a show that's coming up or yeah. something that's going on or they're looking for a play or something and, and i can see that community forming mm-hmm. and that's when i get well, maybe I'm doing something good. Yeah, and 100%. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we got something going here. 100%, dude. And it's in a place that's not, um, you know, scary. Mm. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> that's real. Sometimes dude, some, of those, some yeah. of those spots are ducked off in, like, a weird spot. Like, we used to have a spot, or shout out Jake. He used to have a, a spot. It was a, a recording studio, rather, but uh, it got shot up when, we were, when he was there one night. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stuff happens. All kinds of business gets done out of the spots. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. Gotta keep you, yeah. You know, just be mindful. Yeah. Um, and I tell everybody that comes in, look, house rules are this: no, you know, no smoke, no guns. If you can deal with that, 
we'll be fine. I don't. I, I understand that people get inspired to play music in all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not new. Hell, I used to inspire myself with yeah. things that yeah. I hope my son doesn't get into. But you know, it it doesn't have to mean that um, that you can't go get your inspiration and then come in here to do do your business. Sure. Yeah. Work, yeah. Yeah. Play. And any other place you go to, it that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna let you smoke or do anything inside, really. No. Not. Not in the rule book. Yeah. What goes on is what goes on. But mm. I think I think a rehearsal space makes a tremendous amount of difference if you want to advance your playing or or your you know your live performance. Um, but you got to be able to, to come in and do that, you know. So and take it seriously. Yeah, and not use it as a treehouse for. I do. That's what we did. Things. That's what we did. It was just our treehouse. Honestly, <laughs> it was our clubhouse. I mean, we would come in there, hang out, smoke, drink, and yeah. be there to. All fucking night. Yeah. Sleep there sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we abused and used that place like it was our home away from home, you know. Like, but yeah, good times, good times. Good. Yeah. yeah, I used to go to this place called the Music Garage in Chicago. Yeah, and it was a big warehouse, big. I mean, huge studio spaces from first floor to the top floor, and certain studios you can smoke, certain studios you couldn't, and it was all based off the engineer that was working in the studio that rented it out. Yeah, but for the most part. At least my studio sessions, you couldn't smoke inside the studio because, for one, I don't want the engineer getting contact or wanting to smoke and then take away from the session, which I paid for. And then, (laughs) two, it's like, if I want to have a conducive environment, nine times out of ten, I don't bring people to my studio session unless they're a producer, they've made the beat, or they're a singer doing vocals or something like that. I want everybody to be focused on the There's just too many distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, that was one of the questions. Yeah. When you, you know, like rent out a space, let's say, and then there's an entourage. Now, I know, you know, you're not running as an engineer, but naturally, do you prefer spaces that are just the creators or do you like, is it kind of 50-50, like, you know, the entourage with their creator with them or vice versa, like one solo creator with the engineer and then they're just knocking it out? Like, which one have you seen the most productivity go through, if that makes sense? It's hard to say. It's a, and it really comes down to how the artist feels after the session. Now, if the artist thinks that they captured their best performance or something that really hits, mm-hmm. and they did it with all these eyes and you yeah. know, all this stuff, right, then you can't argue the product. True. Now, let's say he goes in one-on-one and... The engineer drives him and drives him and drives him until he gets that best performance. Mm-hmm. He may be sweating bullets or getting, or she may be, you know, yeah. feeling like I just ran a marathon. I don't ever want to do that again. But you listen to it, and it's the best. It sounds it's incredible. The best take, right? right? It's right. the best take. It's the one that's going on the record. It may be the one that goes viral. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I think you got to look at. I think you got to look at the product, and then you got to have a little self accountability. Like I didn't do my best work when I was fucked up, and or and I had, you know, three. Drunk friends going, that sounded yeah. awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, Just being, yeah, being some yes, man. Yeah. 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 Or you listen to it the next day and it sounds completely different exactly. than you did yeah. <laughs> when you actually Sober were going through. Don't always yeah. love what you were doing tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah. But exactly. Answering your question, I think it depends. Um, it's a perfect answer. So, I, you know, how, how's the that product? Going? Hedging. <laughs> no, that's, no, but it's true. It's true. It all depends on the product. Cause I've uh, I've went in, not not just water. Yeah, perfect. Water. Thank um, you. You want one too? Yeah, sure, please. Shout out to Liquid Death. Um, yeah, I, I remember recording certain sessions. 
thought it was immaculate. But go back, listen to it, and the demo actually sounded better than the session. Yeah. And the demo, I did. Well, sometimes you get that grimy sound from the demo too that you prefer. Oh yeah. You know, but that's all situational, I guess. Scratch track. Yeah. Never chunk the scratch. Never. Never. Always keep that. I'm I'm working on something right now. I'm trying to get a um, doing uh, files through Dropbox. I've got a buddy in Oklahoma that we're trying to write some stuff with. Yeah. And so I've got all these scratch tracks going on. I'm trying to keep it all straight, but. but I'm not chunking them either, even though I'm yeah. booting down. No, I've, um, we've almost lost whole projects like that and just saved them with a scratch track before. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you need the reference. Mm-hmm. I email them to myself. Smart. Redundant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I email it to myself. That way, if anything I text myself a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. easy to save Smart. it. Yeah, you can always log into an email, and then that's a backup. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Copies. Yeah. I need to. That's fine. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right, so let's go into our, our segment, uh, Hit or Shit. So in this segment, all you got to do is tell us uh, if it's a hit for you or if it's shit. All right. I'll just name a few things. First thing on the list, since it's Christmas time, maybe you've been involved in one of these, Secret Santa. Is that hit or shit for you? That's I'm going to go shit. On that, okay. shit, yeah, shit. I'm not really a fan either, man. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone like it? Like Secret Santa? It's I mean, awkward. Like, it's it's awkward, right? Well, you always got that one dude that's like, got every name you draw out is a, is his. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so somebody stacking the deck. Where? Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw my father do that. That is. It comes time. He's just getting handed everything. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It, you either always underbuy or overbuy, put you in a bad spot. Yeah, right. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go. Yeah, shit. Final answer. Cool. Yeah. cool. Shit. I think I feel the same, man. Yeah. All right. So, uh, how about analog recordings? Hit. Yeah. Hit. Big hit. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they all have to be analog, but you cannot, uh, you can't deny that tone. Yeah. So. There's a there's a warmth to analog that you just don't get out of a, yeah. a digital. Big tube amp guy, uh, preamps, nav, all that stuff, all, that mm-hmm. shit. all those all those pieces of equipment that made the records that you love. So yeah, hit, hit. Yeah. big hit there. All right, so uh, how about Logic or Pro Tools? Which one is a hit for you? Uh, Pro Tools. Um, and only because I've used it more. Okay. Um, it's just an experience thing. Logic yeah. is a great product. Um, and they do a lot. Uh, Pro Tools and Cakewalk. Uh, uh, Sonar is how I got going. Okay. Uh, but then I circled back and picked up Pro Tools later. So uh, Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, again, every, every project needs a different tool, and some things do one thing and some things do another. And yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I, think, I think I'm more just familiar with Logic, so, yeah. so I prefer Logic. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think it's a familiarity thing, I guess. It, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. You get, you get territorial about the one you grew up. Yeah, with. right. Mm-hmm. I learned something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do it. On, yeah, this. I can do it on this. You know the yeah. whole interface, literally. Yeah. yeah. I hate having to learn new editing software, dude. It's the worst. Pathetic. It's a pain. Yeah. Well, All right. Necessary. So last one on the hitter shit list: the Dallas Cowboys. Hit. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's not up to me. <laughs> <laughs> My father is the biggest diehard Dallas Cowboys fan that ever 
walk the earth. I'm convinced of that. When I was growing up, I had a little Dallas Cowboys uh, helmet nightlight. Uh, the toy box was oh, like, wow. small. Like, yeah. We put like, the, the posters on the walls until I had a choice about what it was. <laughs> it was rosters from like the wow. 81 Cowboys. Right. You know, the, the whole team. So, and some of the best times I have is when I can go catch a game with my dad. And, True. And, and he coached um, high school football in Texas for decades. Oh, so this is in your family. Yeah, yeah. it's literally yeah. in your blood. So yeah. I, you know, I still don't know anything compared to the old man, but it's it's good to, you know, shoot the shit with him and mm-hmm. try to keep up with it. Did you see the game last week? I don't want to talk about that. That was pretty whack, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I watched half the game with yeah. my dad and Alan, and then we got home, and I'm looking at my app on um, ESPN. Like, okay, we're still, we're not in there as much as we were. Yeah. 34-31, and I flip it on, and I watched the OT, you know, the overtime bullshit yeah. half, and I was like, it's hard being dude, a we Dallas were, fan. Yeah. It is hard <laughs> a dude, Dallas fan. Dude. <laughs> I love that that uh, that joke uh, that Caleb Presley does on Barstool when he's talking to Post Malone. He's got the always tired thing. And he's like, what, what does that mean on your face, that always tired? He's like, is that always tired of being a Cowboys fan? Because <laughs> he's from Dallas, you know? Yeah, yeah. That shit's hilarious to me. Yeah, man. Yeah, right on. So that's Hater Shit, man. Yeah. They did a good job, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. talk about studio vending machines for a minute man because because I, I one of the, the raddest things is when i go to a studio or a rehearsal spot and they, and they have a vending machine because yeah. it's stocked with not the normal shit you see like snacks you got guitar strings earplugs capos or straps or yeah. w- tubes w- whatever the fuck it might be and then you got some snacks right. but i always think that's so sick when you walk in there so like w- what kind of stuff are you keeping in your vending machine so if- we got one um sticks picks uh Nine volt batteries. Oh, that's a good nice. one. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Patch cables. Yeah. Uh, drum keys, because mm-hmm. those get got. And that's pretty walls. universal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the other gear? Uh, straps and strap locks, and that's from my old lead singer saying his strap never worked. Piss me off. Put that in there. <laughs> is that on strings? Bass strings. Bass strings. Yeah. Always in there. Uh, what they don't tell you is that conventional vending machines aren't exactly designed to vend certain sticks. Yeah, right? Yeah, certain products. I was so, just thinking about that. How'd, so, you, how'd you figure that out? Well, so I got in there and kind of... You <laughs> rigged it? Well, yeah. I had so, <laughs> you take, so it's got four of these, you know, divider, these, the corkscrew The rings, things, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So took two of those out of the middle, ran the sticks long way, and then zip-tied the... Two in the back, so that because if you've got these two things, once it starts bending and moving, it starts moving out like this. Yeah, so your okay. arms will move. Yeah. Wait, so zip tie them together. Now the the fucked up part of it is, every time somebody buys a pair of sticks, I got to go in and cut the zip tie, and move it back. Oh. Uh, because eventually the zip tie moves up to the front. Yeah. And it won't bend the stick. Yeah. So <laughs> if somebody has better, and I know you know get comments or whatever, if somebody has better um, advice on how. Yeah. To yeah. Bend, Vicford sticks. Yeah, y'all leave it in the comments, please. Yeah, word, <laughs> word. I am open to learning new things. So, oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool. 
But everything else is pretty, pretty easy to to get done. But the but then you got to test it also. It's yeah. Like See if it actually pumping money into the machine, trying to make sure that everything doesn't get hung up. Oh, I have string winders and capos too. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that was so cool though when I went into the studio spot and they had a vending machine. I was like, oh, right on, dude, because you you never know. So I I look at it like if something's gonna stop practice. Yeah. Come in here. So whether that's candy bars uh, or you know healthy snacks like our granola bars that are in there mm-hmm. <laughs> or salt like all the chips and and anything yeah. you need to keep to keep, keep going. going yeah keep practice going that's awesome man oh, yeah. yeah first thing that came to mind was xlr cables because it seems oh like... yeah you probably got cables in there too huh I, I have patch cables but they're quarter to quarter and it's for a uh like if you're like on pedals, pedals. Oh, yeah. now adapters would be smart the the next two items that are going in are those adapters quarter to XLR and then mm. I'll have to probably do a mix of female to male XLRs. But the other thing is uh, those clip on uh, tuners. Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. People don't you know they're yeah. small. They're yeah. not terribly expensive. They'll fit in right you, perfectly. That's yeah. perfect, dude. And, Damn. And a buddy of mine who came through with his band said, "You got to get these in your machine because mm. my guitar player keeps." Dude, I, I've literally got a handful of those because I've yeah. lost them and then found them, lost them, found yeah. them. I have a handful. like, And they're cheap, too. You know, they're like 15, 20 bucks, so I'll just buy a new one when I lose it. And, you know. Yeah. I got to come by your studio, man. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. check it out. You should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come through, dude. Come on. <laughs> Book a session. Book yeah. a session. I got a lot of homies in the scene, so naturally that would work. We're well, always looking for a session. spot being on the show i'll take care of y'all the first time and then word I bet oh, you awesome that. we'll get the word out for yeah, sure be cool. yeah oh man that's awesome so let me ask you this is a question i ask everyone on here it's more of a like a, this is a philosophical question i guess or however you however you want to view it as uh, I guess generally just phrasing it how do you experience time do you worry about time is time relevant to you at all it's time relevant to me um how do you experience it though do you is it is it moving quickly, fast, slow, or? I will say this: um, I did not value time yeah. the way I do now, um, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, and it seems like, uh, as time goes on, that it's speeding up, or there's mm-hmm. a list of things that you want to get done in a certain amount of time. So time is a vicious taskmaster in a lot of ways because you've got if you've got a family if you've got a job if you've got two jobs if you've got um, and you're trying to write or record music or trying to be creative too. yeah finding that time is hard I can kind of squash creative and a little bit of business together but um, all of those things take time can't get a track right takes time and then you you know you're constantly looking at the time you've got allotted for something is ticking down Mm -hmm. yeah I think about time a lot Um, and I try to think about Am I doing the most with it? You know, and you start paying attention to habits like a stupid game on your phone or something. Oh, this, yeah. Is this helping you? Yeah. Is this getting you where you want to go? Right, Probably right. Probably need 86 of that. Or, yeah. Uh, but you still got to make time for um, seeing your family. And, and then trying to not look like, you know, this is the uh, this is the hour that I've got for this. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're trying to, we got to get it in. Long, we got yeah. one hour here, guys. Let's, let's Yes. While I'm here, please. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big question. Yeah, man. man. 
so. Yeah, no, it's, I get great responses with that one. It's my favorite question to ask people. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, so let me, <laughs> let me give you a chance, like let me give you a chance just to kind of tell everyone about the studio, where they can find you at, how to book, and anything yeah. you want to say. So we are on, uh, you can find us at squarewavelive.com. Uh, we are on Instagram at squarewavelive. Uh, also on TikTok, love to see some more followers on that. Uh, we worked with a great marketing team at Austere who helped us put together some of the, um, some of the, the videos and images that you'll see on that. Um, so thank you to Natasha and her team for that. Um, so those are in the, so yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we've got our Facebook artist page also. It's run by uh, Shana, um, who is in our studio. And um, any way you can find me, please do. We are in East Dallas. We are uh, right at the corner of Shiloh and Northwest Highway. So right oh, at the corner uh, of like. Uh, no, exactly where you're at. Yeah, north, just north of the uh, Arboretum there. do that 30 second spiel but yeah. yeah you can find us online you can find us in person uh, i'm always at the shop between about 8 30 to 6 um not hard to find yeah that was great just call us yeah yeah y'all yeah. y'all be sure and book y'all reach out to them like follow you can book online yeah if, if the spot's available uh you just go through the website with our scheduling um lock it in and then expect a call from me because mm -hmm. I'm going to call you and give you your access code to get you into the building, to get you into the room. And I'm also going to ask you what you need when you get there so that I'll have it ready to go. So they're all, everyone's talking directly to you. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's not a big... It's not a big staff. No, I like that. <laughs> it's just me and the I, man. Yeah, and the dude, man. I like That's that. Direct, <laughs> direct to yeah. consumer. I want to go straight to the source. Like, yeah. skip the middle people. Like, let me go straight to the source. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I care about the experience. Yeah. We had a. I don't know if I can say her name, but we had a phenomenal jazz musician in and um, loved it. I would love to get more of that kind of clientele. Sure. Or just, you know, just I, I, I like different artists. I like different music. So it's cool to see behind the scenes. That's got to be cool walking through the halls just hearing, hearing that different dude. feedback. It's pretty wild. That's got to be you, neat. you hear some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, that's, that's what makes it fun. I think you gotta love music to do it. You have for to. For sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. Absolutely. Man, Bart, it was a pleasure meeting you, bro. Yeah, yeah it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I made it easy. I was kind of sweating. I, was, I, watched, uh, I watched a couple of your uh, previous shows. I appreciate like, it. I'm not gonna sound like that guy. Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, no, I, I appreciate it because honestly, I wanna have more than just rappers on here. Yeah. And, yeah. and the majority of the people on here have been rappers. But honestly, every rapper in the city wants to do a podcast. And I, I don't mind having y'all on. I really don't. But anybody, I, I want to talk to everybody. Yeah. You know, I want I want to talk to the the carpenter down the street, yeah. or the comedian at the improv. You know, it's anybody. I don't care. Well, if you don't mind, I'll be happy to um, put this show on our socials. Please, a promotion. Yeah, that'd be Sorry. great. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, because this 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 was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know what to expect. I've never done one, so thank you. Yeah, oh, thanks wow. for coming through, thank man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Hey, and thank all y'all. Thanks for watching. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Everyone on the Twitch, thanks for tuning in. Y'all be you. We're going to be us. Later. Peace. Thank you. If you'd like to see raw, unedited live episodes, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that. To watch full episodes of what's up with that, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what's up with that.